Welcome to the Dragula Recap Show for Season 1, Episode 2, titled 80s Female Wrestler. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one really awful co-host. From the Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori, please say, <laughs> Hello, ugly, to Lori Roggenkamp. Thank you. I honestly thought you said I am joined as walrus, but... I, you know what's funny is I may have actually said that. <laughs> like a, I was like, a, oh, wow. Subtle fat jab there, Joe. Now, Thank how, you. How are you doing, Larry Rodden Camp? Uh, I'm good. I just downed uh, two large Robex smoothies, so I'm ready to do this. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me with this? Okay. I want everyone to know that years ago, when I was still doing stand-up, Lori and I went to our friend Shannon's house in West Hollywood to do a writing session. And Lori was kind enough to agree to drive from Orange County to West Hollywood for this writing session. Okay? So and we were running late. The traffic was really bad. It wasn't our fault. It was The traffic was really, really, really bad. And we were like 45 minutes late. And we're rushing to get to this writing session. We're on Sunset Boulevard. Traffic. And in the middle of this goddamn Sunset Boulevard, Lori stops, slams in her brakes. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? She goes, there's a Robex here. I kind of want Robex. I'm like, Lori, we are 45 minutes late. And she goes, I know, but I never. I think at the time, Robex, Robex wasn't as widespread as it is now. No. And so, no, it was mostly Jamba Juice, which Jamba Juice is just not. I don't, I'm not a Jamba Juice fan. I don't know. I just never really liked it. So, what are the differences? Um, Isn't just fruit mashed up together? I mean, yeah. If you want to be a, you know, a, a, a noob about it, <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Um, to say. Um, no, it's 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 just about you know it's about the lifestyle, man. It's about the no. It's a. It's just I feel like Jamba Juice is very much more watered down. Yeah. And Robex has a lot more flavors to sure. it. And also they add a lot more st- stuff to it. Like they had whey protein and stuff. So probably it's a lot more fattening. Yeah. You, now let me ask you this question. You had two Robex smoothies? Yeah, two. Your blood Large sugar ones. must be 600 right now. What? Your blood sugar must be out of control. Yeah, no, that's why I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <coughs> oh, yeah. Also- that, well, that Robex juice is making you healthy. You sound really healthy right there with that cough and everything. <laughs> yes, I do. I know. I feel healthy. I feel ready to go. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel determined. Now, I Lori. Feel just as excited as uh, Melissa B. Fierce was <laughs> in the wrestling, mud wrestling. So <laughs> I feel um, good to go. Now, let me ask you this question. You know, today is National Coming Out Day. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted everyone to know. Uh, as part of National Coming Out Day 2018, that Lori Roggenkamp is a raging lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I, literally. I use it as outing. I met National Coming Outing Day, and I just out people. I I think it's I think it's safe. I think we should say it's raging comma lesbian. I'm oh, okay. a very angry <laughs> lesbian. I'm a very angry woman in general, but mm-hmm. I'm also a lesbian. So. Yeah, and you have a um, girlfriend that, that which you're kind of cruel to her because you recently posted on Instagram that you went to Chinese food or Asian food with your girlfriend, and she yeah. hates Asian food, and so you kept ordering food and giving her more Asian food. Well, so she, so I, I don't like Asian food, but also I have a huge ego. Um, oh, you so also don't like Asian food. I don't like Asian food, so I went 
<clears throat> excuse me. So I went to this. Uh, we went to this Asian restaurant because my girlfriend loves Asian. Oh, food. she loves Asian food. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we went to this Asian restaurant, and she, she, you know, she's she's very nice. She was like, "We don't have to go. Like, let's go pick some plate." And I was like, "No, I want to go." Mm-hmm. And then she even sent me the menu, and she was like, "Look at the menu before we go, so you can see if there's anything that you want mm-hmm. or." You know, anything that might be interesting. I was like, I don't need to look at a menu. I'll mm-hmm. just when I get there, I'll know what I'll know what I want. And so we get there, and I'm literally like, I don't like anything here, mm-hmm. um, and nothing. I I don't understand any of the items on the menu, or you know. And so I was just like, I don't I don't know what to get. So then um, I knew usually I know that desserts are good. So I was like, my girlfriend had gotten me these um, mochi ice cream mochi balls How that are like story? that were really good. So I was like, oh, I'll get the. I saw mochi on there, so I was uh-huh. like, I'll get mochi, and then I'll get a. It's like something that was a pancake, and I was like, well, you can't go wrong with pancakes. So I got a pancake, and uh, how long is the story? <laughs> are you literally going through everything that you ever ordered at this restaurant? Yes, I. <laughs> Well, anyway, so the bottom line is, is that I liked neither of those items. So she, I took one bite of each and then, uh, and then told her that I didn't want any of them. And so she got really upset because I kept giving, because she ordered a whole thing and then I gave her my meals and then, uh, so yeah. Now let me ask you this question. This is a question I've been thinking about since uh, I knew you had a girlfriend and whatnot. I've been kind of shy to ask you because Uh I'm kind of sensitive. Oh no. What? What's the question? Do you love your girlfriend? Are you there yet? Hello? 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 Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. Do you love Cut your out. girlfriend? That's where, I, that's where I was going. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You love her? Yes. Do you, now, because you're lesbian, this is National Coming Out Day. When you look at your girlfriend, you think, obviously, you think she's very attractive, correct? Yes. Do you want to drink her period blood? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. No. I don't want to do that with anybody. I don't know. Ashley. We had a comedian friend named Ashley. Who, no. Who Lori was super into and said she wanted to drink her period blood. Am I wrong? No. Here? I never said. You were the one who said that. I said that I wanted to see her downstairs. I said that. You said, oh, so that means you want to. Because you just went to the nth degree. You're like, oh, so that means you want to drink your period blood. It's like, no. Gross. That's Why would that ever mean that? That's disgusting. Have you ever had anyone's period blood, including your oat in your mouth? Uh, Do you have the red wings? I think so. I think just by sheer accident, but it by wasn't accident, on purpose. Doesn't a woman know if she's on her period? No, I mean you could you, you feel like right now I feel kind of um I don't know if it's the the shakes or what but I feel I feel very um yeah, like you, you just had two Robex juices. Yeah, you just had two Robex juices. You're like yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm feeling shaky and sweaty and my heart's yeah. going really fast. I yeah. also have a hard time concentrating. So, but no, but that's just been all day. Like I was at a meeting earlier today and I just had a hard time concentrating. Mm-hmm. So, I think that I think when that happens I go, oh, "Okay, I think I'm going to start my period." So, you know when it's going to happen, but like you don't know exactly what time or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um but yeah, I I I think it's happened by accident. 
not with my girlfriend now, but with another. I remember one time, like I, I had this horrible moment where I was in the bathroom mm-hmm. after you know something happened, and and like there was like I was like, oh god, I hope I bit up, bit down on my tongue. <laughs> like I was just so <laughs> worried. <laughs> Something I was like, oh. Now let me ask you this question because I'm asking because this is National Coming Out Day, so I'm asking the important questions here. Yeah. But my yeah. next question is. Um, as a I don't know this. I'm not a woman, right? Uh huh. But as a woman, can you can you feel the the blood coming out? Is it like when you pee? Like is it like peeing your pants, but it's blood? Not really. No, it depends. There's these. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because mm-hmm. I don't want to gross out whoever's sa- sadly decided to <laughs> click, click on today. Yeah. But like, there are certain moments where it's like you can have like a a coagulated uh, um, thing where it comes out. It's sort of like a like an egg yolk kind of comes out wait, of like your an body. Egg yolk? Wait, wait. Yeah. Like like a, like a big giant like blood baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So you can have that. So sometimes you'll feel that. Like you could be like you you can like if you're wearing like a pad, you could be like you could sneeze and you feel that, or if you're on the bath toilet or something but now i've just grossed out everybody what have you done with the little blood baby you just flush it down the toilet (gasps) your child (laughs) no it's not a blood uh, no (laughs) you know (laughs) now i'm I'm thinking about the other day yeah, this is National Coming Out Day, so I'm gonna tell you something. <clears throat> I feel like this is National Joe being gross day because that's what you're <laughs> using it as a, a reason for. Okay, so here's the deal. I was I was in uh, you know I have this gay men's group therapy, okay, and uh, I was uh, there, and because the 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 man that runs the therapy session for great for our gaming group therapy also runs a trans uh group therapy session and he was uh i want everyone to know that Lori has put their microphone on mute and is now fussing around with something on camera while i tell this amazing story she's now like doing i'm listening i'm just trying to grab my mouse so i can click better but i'm listening i just didn't want you to have to hear me get my backpack i'll leave my mic on no please don't talk okay so anyway, uh, he he was talking about how I didn't know this that now with um, general re- general con- I don't know if it's called reconstruction because it's already it hasn't been constructed but we'll say uh, what what would be like uh, gender reconstruction I'll say surgery uh, that it is so good now that if if the surgeon's good that a, a, a reconstructed vagina is whoa is this turning you on I said vagina. And there was a zipper sound. Woo! It's a hot time uh, tonight with Lori yeah. Roggenkamp. Yeah. Um, but uh, he Get was saying, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, he he was saying that you know a, a vagina, a reconstructed vagina, is nearly indistinguishable from an actual one. And I was thinking, I want, I want, I have a, an important question that comes from this, Lori. But I was thinking, you know what? If that's true. I wonder, like, if you could just get a vagina built for yourself, but not. I don't like. I don't want to be. I, I think we talked about this last time. I don't want to be a woman. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to be a woman, but I would love to be a man with a vagina. Okay. 
So my question to you is this. Yeah. If I did, let's say I got a lot of money, and then I did get a vagina, would you lick my pussy? No. What? But <laughs> is this just breaking news to you that I don't find you sexually attractive? Yeah, but because I had a penis. But what if I had a vagina? No, you're still you're still you. You're still you're still. Oh. I'm playing my my go to lesbian song. Yeah. What if I, okay? What if I was at the lesbian bar and I walked up to you and was like, "Hey, Lori, what's going on? It's me, Joe." Hey, Joe, how are you? I bet you're kind of surprised to see me at a lesbian bar, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you're gay, and you don't have a vagina. Well, well, hold on there, Lori. (laughs) I have some big news for you. Oh my god, you're You're, straight. You you got one thing right. (laughs) But one thing very wrong, I have something to show you. Oh god. Oh wow. Oh, look at that. You like my that meat is, curtains? That is a vagina. Yeah. You, you want to lick it now? Nope. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Bye, Joe. I want to boogie. Come lick my pussy. On the disco. Round. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that was... I tried, Laurie. I tried. <laughs> I just love how that... That literally is what you think has been keeping us apart, is that you don't have a vagina. What happens if I had a penis? This week, the ghouls don their best 80s female wrestler <laughs> couture in front of the Boulay brothers and photographer Magnus Hastings. Meatball, Vander, and Foxy, which would be the names of our kids. Meatball, yeah. imagine if we had kids, it would just literally be a slab of bacon. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what would come out of one of our vaginas. And a- Bloody yolk. That would be it. Those two things. <laughs> Meatball, Vander, and Foxy are placed in the top, while Loris is named the winner of the challenge. In the bottom, the judges place Melissa, Sochi, Ursula, and Frankie. For the elimination challenge, the bottom four queens are forced to wrestle in the mud, which is strangely less gross than this conversation earlier. They all tried their best, but in the end, Ursula Major is murdered by the Boulay brothers. Lori, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not. I uh, I lo- I really liked the um, uh, testimonials. I oh, thought yeah. that... Well, first off, I thought the testimonial outfits were better than the regular when the other outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like because I liked the testimonies because I liked how uh, Sochi Mochi talked about uh, overcoming AIDS or not overcoming it, but she you know, it. being it. an advocate. She cured Sochi Mochi cured AIDS. Yeah, she she talked about her cure for AIDS. <laughs> she heard it here first. Lori Roggenkamp has announced Sochi Mochi, a drag yeah. queen, <laughs> in her so in her drag laboratory. <laughs> Yeah, her, she's terrible labia, drag, but she's labia, great at curing AIDS. In her labiatory, she cured AIDS, is what you're saying right <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, so I I like that. And then I I gotta be honest, like I don't know what it is about Magnus, but I just I really like I don't know. He just like he's just a weird dude. But like I honestly was like I just he just cracked me up. 
Like, I think it was just that he just like, I think it was like, I felt like he wasn't trying to give any like harsh critiques to anybody because he wanted to have sex with all of them later. (laughs) But (laughs) like, he just like, I just loved how he would just literally, first off, repeat everything that one of the brothers literally just said. (laughs) And then, and then would just, and then would add like one thing. But then, like when he would put his hand on his ha- head on his hand and just smile, I was just like, "Oh man, I could totally see how you could, you know, turn a straight guy." So, so there are two things you know. liked. What's the one thing you didn't like? <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Uh, I did not like Foxy's outfit. I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gross, and it just made no sense. It was like. Well, I, I guess to to be a broader thing is I didn't like Loris's or Foxy's because like anything that involves liquid spilling out of your body during a wrestling match is just disgusting. Yeah, as we learned, then, even though you've just admitted a that um, you love to drink period blood, and I did two, not admit that. And but thank two you. that you you deliver blood ba- blood egg yolk babies every day. Not every day. And then you sacrifice them to the toilet gods, is what you're saying. No. But oh but but uh Foxy Ajue uh spilling chocolate milk uh was gross. And also like it, it, okay, I will say the thing that frustrates me about <clears throat> people who think that they understand comedy but don't understand comedy is that their version of comedy is just people doing st- like outlandish things mm-hmm. you know like yeah. i used to uh be at the, go to this theater and like they would have this thing where they would be like um oh it's so crazy that so and so is gonna like cover himself in you know blue paint and then pretend to shove a dildo up his butt it's so funny it's like is it though like what's what's funny about it and so it's just He's like blue it's just so weird that that everybody was like, "That's so funny that you did that, Foxy." It's like, is it though? Like, what what was the humor behind it? So it was just, I don't know. I just didn't like it, and I also loved how they were just like, "We totally hated everything you did except for the one thing, the one part where you pretended to shit." <laughs> like, other than that, we, you were terrible. So you're safe. So, yeah, so you're safe, and she's. I think she's. One of the thing, one of the reasons also why I like testimonials is like, so if you watch the YouTube version, oh, yeah, and then you yeah, watch wait, the, I'm going to stop you for a second. Everyone should okay. know that Lori Roggenkamp, I'm actually going to interrupt this for this, has watched both the YouTube version and the Amazon Prime version of this show. And and everyone who's listening, if if you if you don't know this, uh, Amazon bought the rights to Dracula, and they've remastered the show for Amazon Prime viewers. And so I highly recommend if you haven't watched the show yet or if you want to rewatch it to re to watch it on Amazon Prime and we're going to find out what are the differences Lori between the YouTube version and the Amazon Prime version. The lighting <clears throat> is the number lighting. one. Everything's like just better lighting for okay. I don't know how they did it. They also added things like they had a, a in the beginning of the second episode so they killed off um Pinche in the first episode, in the beginning of the second episode, they have this weird Grey Gardens comedy bit between mm-hmm. the Boulay brothers where they're like, you know, the cops, the cops came around like, yeah. again and they're asking about the body yeah. and stuff like that. And so, um, and then the, the one brother's just like, I didn't answer the door. 
And then it was just like, I just thought that that was funny. I was like, I hope this is improvised. Well, yeah, oh, no, you can tell it's, it's improvised. You can tell the part where they, they even kept in like the beats where they're like waiting for the person to finish. But you know, what's funny is, is, um, Swan Thula throws a drink, uh, at Drek Morta, but you can tell she doesn't want to ruin her makeup. So she like hesitates and she throws it on her boobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh and then they start fighting and then they're both like, they do that fighting where they don't want to, they don't want to hurt each other, so they go big boxy arms and they go at each other, and they're like, so they're like, kind of just like brushing each other's shoulders. Yeah. And uh, um, but then that actually, so then I felt like, so then they added that they added the testimonials, they added. Uh, oh, so those testimonials, none of them are in the in the on the YouTube one. No, not at all. Oh, good. Yeah. And then also, I felt like that changed it from a reality a reality show, a competition show to reality show, because like in the, in the YouTube show, they literally just go straight from the, uh, they, they start right off the bat with, um, Vander Von Odd talking about how he feels so vindicated because he won the first, you know, Mm -hmm. first episode he won. And so, um, but then they have like the, with the testimonials, I feel like that it's added drama because, when Loris comes in in the YouTube thing, everybody's just like, "Hey, how are you?" But then, like, you see Foxy going, "This bitch." <laughs> like, you see that she just doesn't want Loris to be there, and so it. I think it added a little bit more that you didn't really see in the first one because you just saw Loris come in, and then that was it. But then mm-hmm. you see, then when you find out that all these people actually like didn't want her there, and mm-hmm. you know, didn't really care for her. Then you go, oh, I guess, you know, there's like an added resentment to that. So, yeah. You know, one of the other things that's important is that they, they, <clears throat> they did add um, titles to. So, like, when people are talking, especially when you see them for the first time, uh, you see who's talking. So it helps differentiate who they are. Yeah, they kept doing it. <clears throat> they did it in the YouTube one, but they would stop. So they oh, would okay. do it like the first scene and then they would stop and then they would and then they, but they did it throughout. Um but yeah, I thought I thought the testimonials were were, pro- were really good, and then um, although I will say that it also helped, kind of you see like who's sort of like I feel like you were you became fans of people through the testimonials because like mm-hmm. I became a fan of Sochi Mochi and um, uh, Fander von Odd even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really want her to win. But then I, I really stopped liking all of the fat ones who are now just <laughs> saying, I'm not going to even try and remember their names because I'm just like, I just, there's, I don't really care. And also, I just want you guys to go. It's very so, hard to tell the fat ones apart. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So all of the fat ones and then um, Foxy and Melissa B. Fierce, which I think is like pretty much everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, Melissa will. And then also, I just, I, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but just like, I literally feel like Melissa B. Fierce, with her testimonial at the very end, she was desperately trying to find, because Zochi Mochi came out with this very heartwarming thing about how she, you know, she was diagnosed with AIDS and or HIV and that mm-hmm. she's, you know, really felt like she had to become an advocate and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Melissa B. Fierce is like, yeah, and then, uh, you know, when I first started coming out, yeah. I went to parties. <laughs> And I was 16, you know, when I went to these, and then also like people, some people liked me and then also, but some people didn't like, it's just like, she was just desperately it, trying. 
And then she made it seem in the beginning that she like just recently started coming out. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and I was 16. And I was like, oh, honey, you're far from 16. Like, this isn't, this wasn't yesterday. Yeah. So. Okay, let me talk about two things that uh, I liked and one thing I didn't like. Two things I liked. Um, I loved Loris's outfit. I actually thought it was really cool. I actually thought Loris should have, not Loris, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, mistake. Vander Von Aad. I love Vander Von Aad's outfit, and I actually thought Vander Von Aad should have won. I did too. I was shocked that she didn't win. Yeah, I think they didn't want to win. I think they didn't want to give someone two weeks in a row of winning. Do you think that that? Do you think that's a thing? Because like, I wonder. In reality, I'm watching a, another reality show um, about tattoos, and I feel like it's like I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule or whatever, but I, mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like it's a thing in co- in competitions where you don't want to have the same person win because you just don't want to seem like you're picking favorites but mm-hmm. then it's like if if they're good then yeah you sh- they should win you know I, I, but so. i think they they don't want to make it seem like it's so obvious the person's such a front runner because then people lose interest in the show i mean at the end of the day they still have to make a television show and <clears throat> and and I, again i, That's I think true. i think vander vinod should have won but uh i didn't see what was so great about loris's outfit um Okay. I think it was honestly. I mean, I think from what we could tell from the, from the, from the way that they reacted to Foxy, mm-hmm. I think it was just the fact that she was oozing. Like for some reason, those guys they just love liquid coming out of things. So like the fact that Loris had that. Although I will say I agreed with Magnus. I thought that she looked better with the mask on. Like I liked the mask part of it. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. But then when she can't turn it off, um. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I really liked. Although I thought it was funny when they were explaining Vander Von Odd's outfit, and they're like, "Yeah, we thought it was really cool. We thought it was like super masculine, and then also really feminine." And then in her testimony, she's like, "I don't think they understood what I was going for. I wanted to take a masculine thing and make it feminine." It's like, no, that's exactly what you, they understood. That they said that to you. Yeah, those were the words they used. So, <laughs> and the one thing I didn't like. Um, Again, still, I think the judges' panels are way too long. Yeah, I think those. those well, yeah, they. That's. I mean, I feel like it's like, you know, it, it it's like a RuPaul's Drag Race in a way, in my opinion, where I feel like it's like RuPaul's like, yeah, the the contestants are great, but also like it's my show, you know. So I yeah. feel like they want to be able to have their their opportunity. Well, so. I will say in season two that it does shorten quite a bit, the the judges' panels. They realize it as well. Oh, could yeah. I also say one thing yeah. I, I guess I want to change the one thing I didn't like was sure. the way that they announced the winner. That was kind of weird because they were just like, well, Loris, you were the best. Like They just kind of <laughs> announced it. Like It was just like, yeah, you know, they didn't really give it any fanfare. Yeah, their hosting skills aren't the best. There's yeah. Like- because you know also, what's an they, awkward part? They gotta stop letting the tall one talk. Oh, the tall one! Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, look, our special <laughs> guest judge, Magnus Hastings. What I was going to talk about is, you know, on RuPaul's Drag Race, when RuPaul comes out and they have like all the fancy music and everything like that, like you get all the, like okay, I, I, you know, just because I happen to have this like queued up already. But when you're doing RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, once they go from the show and then it's like. And then this is where RuPaul walks out to the main stage, and she comes. You know, she walks out, does her fierce walk, which they just have no music when they walk out. It's just like, 
they just walk out and they go, hello, uglies. And then um, what I think is funny is, so they're just them by themselves. Then on RuPaul's Drag Race, there are like four other judges apart from RuPaul, you know? So when she says, hello, judges, there's four people standing there. And it's weird on Dragula because they're like, let's say hi to our special guest judge, Magnus Hastings. And then they, the camera turns to him and it's just one guy. And he's like, hi. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, he just <laughs> it's just like one guy sitting at like a at a picnic table that you know, like the kind that you borrow. Not the picnic table, those fold out tables you borrow from a friend when you're having people over or something. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of. It sounds dumb, but it recently just happened to me. It reminds me of remember when you used to do comedy competitions and you yeah. have like a friend be like, "Yeah, I brought my family," and it's like two tables full and you're like yeah i brought my fr- family too and it's like one friend like who didn't even want to come like, yeah, you made like, the, you promised them nachos yeah it's like yeah. hey like, it's just you're just like oh god i thought i thought there was gonna be more fanfare yeah and it wasn't it's just one person um okay Let's let's get jump into the episode actually. In a newly added opening scene for the Amazon run of the show, we find the Boulet brothers lounging at home. Drac Morna, the tall one, calmly mentions to Swanthula, the short one, that the police dropped by that day, but Drac Morna didn't answer the door. This sends Swanthula into a fit of rage, and the girls start to fight before realizing they were wasting their energy on fighting each other when the contestants were in the room next door. They both laugh and leave the room. In the makeup room, now we're back to the... It's like a weird cutscene they have. That was a very good point that it was very uh, Grey Gardens. In the makeup room, the safe queens from the previous episode speculate about which queens will return. Loris is first back in the makeup room, makeup room, and he fills the queens in on the elimination challenge and mentions one more time that she's vegan. Meatball is next in the room and also fills the queen in on the queens in on the elimination challenge. The party doesn't last long as Israel, the Boulet brothers' manservant, walks into the makeup room to deliver shots to the girls and a note from the Boulet brothers summoning the girls to the vault. Okay, Lori, let's talk. I know you talked a little bit about that opening scene, but give me all your thoughts on the makeup room discussion, on the opening scene. Any thoughts there? Well, that. Uh... So one of the things that I feel like that did was it it brought to life like that there was an actual storyline. And I was like, I didn't know that there was an actual like, because it's like, so is there like a through line that like they're they're bringing all these people here to their death or like. I feel like they're trying to be funny and like create like a thing. But it's like, I think it's a little confusing. Mm hmm. When that that they're also there's like a side story of like we're killing all of these, you know, contestants because then it's like, well, is this like a real thing? Like, are we supposed to believe this is a real thing or is this just a gag or, you know? But I mean, I I don't know. I thought it was. I thought overall, I thought, you know, they were they were trying something, and it. I don't feel like it really worked the way that they wanted it to, but I thought it was cute, you know. I well, thought it was funny how they kind of tried to fight, but then not really hurt each other. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, in in season two, that's every episode. They have one of those, like, scenes like that with the Boulay brothers. So they're just oh, really? the season two sort of aesthetic and vibe to season one now. They probably film more of those cutscenes. So I imagine episode three will have it as well. And uh, I think it's going to be they, – they've probably filmed it for the Amazon show. Yeah, and I I definitely get a sense of like I will say that the first episode I remember when we when we talked about it and we were watching it I kind of was like 
I don't really get these guys. Like, I don't really understand why we care what their thought, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like with RuPaul, it's like, she has a name mm-hmm. and I know that they're more live based. So I know that, you know, um, but it's like, sort of like my opinion was like, why do I care what they, you know, but then I think with the, with the act out, you kind of see like they're, they're like a little bit of, they're like showmen and they're, you know, so I was like, okay, I kind of understand. Mm-hmm now they're um they're not i i can't think of the word but i understand like what what's so exciting about them sort of thing what did you think of the conversation in the makeup room um i mean i think it was like it was nice i i will say that one of the things that i liked about the testimonials and i i know it sounds kind of catty but is i like that it added more drama like in the when the youtube one and also when you watch it it just kind of seems like you know it's just like oh yeah the vander von odds like yeah it was really nice and you know i felt really vindicated and blah 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 and mm-hmm. then you know everybody's just kind of talking and then they just move on to the next one and then it's just sort of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I was like, can somebody just like comment on somebody's makeup? Like, I just wanted yeah. to be like, can we just be a little bit snipey here? Um, but I think, uh, I think it was interesting. Although I will say one of the things that I was, I was watching it with my girlfriend last night and I said that I wanted to, I was ho- I want there to eventually be a drag race competition where all of the drag stars have to get they have to get uh, ready in a gas station single bathroom with a hand mirror. Like, it's just like, to me, I just feel like they're just continuously getting smaller and smaller, the spaces that these people had to get ready. And I just think it'd be funny to just watch a bunch of drag stars trying to get ready with a hand mirror in like a single gas station bathroom. That would be so. a good challenge. That is a good idea for a challenge. They haven't done anything like that, but they have done it where they have to get ready in the dark. Oh man, yeah. But uh, But, go ahead. Yeah, just oh, and then also just the muscle memory of these people putting on makeup. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I know it sounds dumb, but that's the kind of stuff that just blows me away. Because you know, I mean, have you ever worn makeup? What have you ever worn makeup? Yeah. Oh, I've worn makeup and I used to do theater and like I was terrible at putting theater makeup on. But mm-hmm. what I loved about theater makeup was, was just like the more the merrier. So you just as long as you just put kicked it on like you were good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I preferred it more than regular makeup. But I now I did. I go get my makeup done because I'm just like, I, I don't even have the patience for it. But just the fact that these people are able to like do like all of these like drop shadows and like they're able to work all these angles with their makeup mm-hmm. and you know they just do it like it's so and while they're talking and it's like so secondary to them. And if it was me, I literally would be people would be asking me questions, I'd be like, Shut up, I'm putting my makeup on. Like <laughs> I can't focus. So- I, you know, I I don't know if they showed us in the first one, but I was actually, you know, it's so funny. I, maybe it, you know, I think you're right. I think the testimonials they um they they verbalize what, but yet a, in the YouTube version uh, infer this, which is that they were so pissed that Loris was back. Yeah, which you really, I mean, they they said in the thing that they were upset that, or they thought that Loris would be the one to go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, when they saw her, they weren't like upset or anything. They just were like, oh. And then I didn't notice this. I was uh, watching it again last night um, just to get a refresher. But for when I watched it before, I thought that they had said that Loris had won 
a bunch of the uh the the live show uh oh no the pinche Jaguars, but it was pinche yeah so then I was like, oh, well, that makes more sense that every, because I was just so like, well, why is everybody so shocked that Laura's came back? I mean, obviously she won all those live shows, but then it was, so I guess, but then also like, then they were saying the other fat one that, that <laughs> lost this uh, round, the uh, Ursula. Oh, or this round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She, she was like a really, she's been really, so it seems interesting to me that like, pretty much the the newbies are the ones who are kind of doing really well and the ones who are who who have been you know uh doing really well on the live shows aren't so i don't know if it's like a cockiness or what but i wonder if it's because pinche and ursula major were so identified with dragula that maybe the boulet brothers wanted to get rid of them so it didn't seem like they were playing favorites yeah, well, but also to be fair, I mean, I kind of agreed with their critiques. You know, I yeah. thought Ursula's outfit was sort of like, you know, and I'll, I mean, I'll stay, stay, stick to this. I know that you've said before that you know when I brought this up that there are different kinds of drag, and mm-hmm. you know, but I just don't, I don't really understand hairy drag. You know, hair, men who are hairy and wear and do drag because I feel like it's like they want the best of both worlds. Well, didn't Sochi Mochi want... get a, a critique? Well, we'll let's get to it later. Let's let's actually move on. Uh, we'll actually move on to the floor show. Uh, so the f- <gasps> go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. One thing I for totally forgot about yeah. what was different between the Prime video and the YouTube video was that guy in the in the middle who was the who was the glam. A uh, wrestler, oh, glow yeah. wrestler, who had the lips, who was like pouting his lips and everything. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. That guy was like totally not in the YouTube, and he's not even in the show. I'm, I was like, who the hell is he? I mean, that, they, they probably just got some creepy guy to like to demonstrate what the look's supposed to look like or something like that. I just, I just want like with the manservant too. I just Israel. for some reason I just hope that that guy is like a assistant vice principal at a, at an elementary school <laughs> like just secretly does like it's like a manservant on Dracula. <laughs> okay, I just think I mean I don't know why that just get a big kick out of it, but it's just like to me that would be the best if he was just like, you know, a accountant at a mattress store. By day, and then uh, by night, he does a uh, glow drag. <laughs> well, so you know, I didn't, for some reason I didn't write this into the script, but the Boulet brothers tell the girls that the challenge for the week is that they are going to be doing a tribute to <clears throat> the glow wrestlers. Remember, gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which was sort of like a late '80s take on like the WWF at the time. It was the WWF, and now it's being. Uh, uh, there's a, you know, you can see a version of that on um, is it Netflix show? What's the name of the Netflix show? Is it called Glow? It's called Glow, yeah. yeah. The Netflix show, it's okay. The Netflix, I like the first season better, mm-hmm. but the, but it's good. Did I ever tell you that when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a wrestler? No, please. I, I'm, I'm trying. What I'm trying to imagine this, but go ahead. Uh, I wanted to be a wrestler. They, they used to have these like uh, camps that uh-huh. they would do, yeah, right. and they would have Female like reality camps? shows and stuff where you could go and do these camps, and then it was around the time that they had role rules and real world oh, and yeah, stuff. Like, they would do yeah. it was like big, uh, a big deal was becoming a wrestler, but it was all men. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be like the first woman, yeah. And so I remember one time I was in a I was at my neighbor's house and I was talking about how I wanted to be the first female wrestler. And mm-hmm. my neighbor goes, 
there are female wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? And it's also debatable if you would have gotten to the camp whether they still had their first female wrestler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I, when I wanted to be a catcher, you know, I wanted to be a catcher because I wanted to wear the outfit. So, you know, like... <laughs> was a terrible catcher but i really wanted to wear blue pads so yeah it's like i thought oh i was like oh all i need is the outfit and yeah. then i'm good like oh no you actually need to be athletic and, and have skills well anyway the boulet brothers announced the girl that, that the challenge is that they have to dress and you know, glow is the theme right they have female wrestling right once again i think i brought this up in the last episode i'm gonna bring it up again i think it's so funny that they that the show tries to pretend that the girls are finding this out for the first time. Meanwhile, A, they've shown up with half their face already done. B, the first time we see them, they're doing their makeup for the challenge. Yeah. And they go, come down to the vault so we can tell you what the challenge is. Like, bitch, I'm already done. I just got to put the dress on. You know? Yeah, like, well, Loris is basically done. Like, yeah, well, when Loris shows up, she has her wig, and she's all ready, and she's just like, and so for some reason, she didn't even have to put makeup on with the other girls. So Vandermonde has the triangle. Vandermonde literally has the pink triangle on his face when we first see him. It's already yeah. done. <laughs> I would have loved it if if they had said the thing, and, like, one of them, like, Meatball, was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's the t- oh i am totally unprepared like it's just oh man all right so anyway the girls have to uh play these wrestlers and they all have names did you know they have names yeah like- oh yeah they well they said that was another thing which i will be honest i'm not 100 percent sure it's different but i did notice it more in the prime one was that they know but i will say and this is a blanket thing even though there are some people like i thought vander von doom did a good job i will mm-hmm. say that the challenge if you look at the challenge, none of them, I feel like, hit the challenge of portraying a female wrestler. Well, you know I feel like went, all Hold of on. Them... Hold on. Hold, please. Okay, for, let, let's, let's actually talk it through. First, we had Foxy Ajua. Foxy Ajua. I don't know how you say her name. She was the Foxy shit. Foxy Ajua? Oh, is that what it is? Foxy Ajua is the shit. Now, we know that she came out like a brown, ugly, gross outfit. Yeah. Literally. And... I feel like I could have made that outfit. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. And then she came out and she poured, like, liquid poo on the stage, right? And also, can we also talk about her makeup? I mean, I know people were saying that her outfit was bad. Her makeup was terrible, too. And then her her added, her her thing was, her the way that she did it was she just made, like, a weird face mm-hmm. whenever she, like, mm-hmm. turned around. It's just like, really? That's what your thing is? You're going to wear purple shitty makeup and then make a weird fit like vander von doom and uh morris have complete face makeup you know like maybe you should have seen what they were doing and been like oh i gotta rethink things (laughs) well first of all her name's vander van odd and not vander van doom oh whatever it's it's frankie doom by the way the next one he played pink flamingo uh what did you think of pink flamingo who was that frankie doom (laughs) Oh, oh, that was one of the fat ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't. None yeah. of the fat ones really did it for me. What about Loris with Nuclear Nelly? You said you didn't like because he had stuff oozing out. Yeah, I thought when they first, I, I agree with Magnus. When he first came out with the mask, I thought, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's great. And then <clears throat> when he took off the, took off the mask mm-hmm. and then did the weird thing, with, I was like, eh, I don't really, it's not as, as exciting. Um, 
but then also it's like i feel like one of the things that i feel bad for is it's sort of like what are they supposed to do after they take off you know like it's sort of like they don't really give them a enough way enough room to walk a runway like they do on a drag race so they sort of are left to their own devices so i felt like she kind of you know she made lemons out of lemonade you know and she did a dead drop which i mean i disagree with magnus Mm-hmm. On that, I will I will watch a thousand dead drops till the day I die. I think that is so cool to watch. But I now mean, let me ask you this question because someone in the chat room uh, just said that he thinks Foxy Aju was trying to do uh, to recreate the poop emoji. Does that work with what you were saying about her face makeup? Still terrible. Oh, okay. Still, it, and also it's not it's not about emojis. Mm-hmm. I can see what they're saying, but they weren't saying, hey, recreate your favorite emoji. They're saying recreate a 80s glow fe- female wrestler. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. and it's like, if that's her character, it's just a simple emoji. Mm-hmm. Well, then that simple bitch can walk right out. So. What did you think? <laughs> You're so happy with yourself. I'm so happy with myself. Right okay. Next we have Meatball as Meatball Supreme. Um, I didn't like the food stuff. I will say that I felt like she was the closest, in my opinion, to the, like they were saying, like the 80s style. Yeah. But I didn't like the food. I thought her, it was like weird. And then, you know, she like slammed on that, uh, hot, the hamburger. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was weird. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I would say out of all the fat ones, meatballs probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, the chat room wants you to know that it's called Death Drops, Lori, not Dead Drops. Death Drops? It's, yes, a Death Drop. What was I saying? Dead Drop. <laughs> oh, well, that okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I gotta be honest, if they're gonna correct me, they got a long night ahead of them. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, I say a lot of shit wrong, so I'm just okay. gonna... Now, actually, okay. I'm gonna bring something up. Melissa B. Fierce, she was named Kitty Cunt. And I'm gonna say, actually, the look itself... If she would have toned it down a little bit, was kind of glow. It was a little yeah. too fashiony. But if she would have just made it a little a smidge less fashiony, you could have seen that on Glow with that Melissa B. Fierce. Oh yeah, I thought she did. I thought she did really well. I felt really bad for Soji Mochi. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, another thing I liked about the testimonials was that she said she even said in her thing she goes, "Yeah, I I totally agree with them because, or I guess I should we should get, but." uh I thought Melissa V. Fierce's. I thought hers was great. I thought. I think. I think her problem is that she's just too glamorous. I think she, because yeah. in the first one we she comes from more of a glamorous kind of drag. So I think she's always trying to add that, and it's like, hopefully she'll learn. But yeah. I think she she comes with great ideas. Yeah. So now, what about Ursula Major as Saturday Night Beaver? <sighs> I just not a. I thought it was I'm not lazy. Ursula Major fan. I thought it was lazy. She she had that outfit already. It was kind of like a shitty bikini, right? And she's like, yeah. Oh, this, I, she did nothing. She was. That's the thing. Is maybe that's why they limited her. It's like she painted on her face and she came out in a bikini and she was going to show off that she had a tattoo. It was not glow at all. It was not wrestling. It was just like lazy. It was just like yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like it. She she was trying to use her her body i felt like it was a weird form of self-deprecation because mm-hmm. she was trying to use her body as like oh hey my body's like a like a funny thing so i'm gonna use my but it's like she didn't have a thing you know like if everybody had a thing that they came out and did and she just didn't have anything mm-hmm. you know yeah 
And so I just, yeah, I thought out of everybody, I mean, I thought it was weird that they called Zochi Mochi lazy. I was like, Ursula is the laziest one. Yeah. But, they're but I mean, you could see that in her wrestling too. So yeah. I'm glad that she's gone. Vander Van Odd as Mata Darling. Yeah. I liked her. I will say the only thing, the only issue I had was that I, I liked how at the, during the testimonial, she goes, they don't understand. I'm just giving her an accent. <laughs> she didn't even have they an accent. I'm giving her an accent. I'm not an accent. They don't understand what I'm trying to do with uh, <laughs> with my uh, person. I'm making it, I'm taking a masculine and turning it feminine. It's like, literally, that's what Magnus said. Uh, and then Sochi Mochi was the lizard queen. I actually agreed with them about that. The, it was something kind of gross that they that you could see like her pubes and stuff. I thought, okay, I thought that black stuff was her pubes. It was just a pa- it was just padding. No, but you can also see her but pubes too. You could see that, but you could see everybody's pubes. I mean, you could see a uh, Ursula's butt crack or whoever the one of the fat ones was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see like. You know, you could see all of their happy trails. You could see all of the, you know, that's why I was saying, like, I, I always get, I get a little frustrated with guys who do drag and still have, like, hairy legs and hairy body. Because it's like, they want the, they want to be called glamorous. They want to be called, look, you know, have the drag, but they just are too yeah. lazy to shave. And it's just like, no, you gotta, you gotta do that. All right. So, or at least trim, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I thought, but then I will say this that you know I I I kind of feel for her because she said in the testimonial she said like right right before I came out it all fell apart. Now do I think that like that was inevitable because her outfit was ill advised? Probably, mm-hmm. but I mean still it's like you know I I I would say that would that that would deflate a lot of people. So she probably wasn't as aware of her outfit as she would have been. You know, if if it hadn't been if it hadn't fallen apart right away. So All right, let's move on. During the floor show, Foxy Meatball, Vander and Loris impressed the judges. The judges ultimately named Loris as the winner of the challenge, which you disagree with. I I agree disagree with. I think it should have been Vander. The remaining queens, Melissa B. Fierce, Sochimochi, Ursula Major, and Frankie Doom are forced to participate in the elimination challenge. For the elimination challenge, the ghouls have to mud wrestle. Ursula Major went ahead went against Frankie Doom. I'm going to stop right there. What did you think about the Ursula Major versus Frankie Doom uh, match? Um, it was uneventful. I honestly, I honestly wanted them to put like the skinny versus the fat. I think that would have been funnier. Well, but the- I understand for what I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. I just think they. I would have preferred it. But you know, I just it was just too two uh people who just didn't you know really want to put in that much effort Mm -hmm. and then also like i I will say this though i was amazed at how well their wigs stayed on oh i know like well and then ursula like was ursula's the one with the she's the or maybe it was the other one but one of them like tried to throw her wig at the other (laughs) with her head did you see that yeah i did but you know what's so funny is because they were both fat latinos once they had the mud on them i had trouble determining who was whom yeah, I mean, well, it's you're taking people who it's already hard to decide who they are and then covering up any kind of discernible feature. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, I just was like, yay, I'm rooting for whoever wins. <laughs> like I, just, still, you know. I still couldn't tell who won. Uh, I could tell once the person died. That's how I could tell. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Oh, you're right. So, Good point. You're right. 
Um, so. Melissa B. Fierce versus Sochi Mochi. And you're right. Before that, we see a testimony. Because there was no testimonial with Ursula Major or Frankie Doom. But with Melissa I B. Fierce. I just think it's because their fight. I honestly feel like because their fight was so vanilla. And so they probably had one, but they were just well, like. Well, no, they had no here. testimonials at all, did they? Did you ever see Ursula Major or Frankie Doom in the testimonials? Uh, I want to say. No, maybe. I think Frankie Doom. Oh, really? I think I saw Frankie Doom do one. <laughs> but there's no Ursula Major one. I think she's but bitter. I think Frankie Doom I saw. Maybe I saw him earlier. Or well, no, no, I think they all did one when they at the end when they were talking about because when Melissa B. Fierce wins mm-hmm. and they tell her that she's she's the one who's safe from elimination. I think they all do a testimonial after all the, the remaining ones. Oh, I they? think they all do a testimonial after that. Well, it was before the Melissa B. Fierce Sochi Mochi fight. Uh, Sochi admits that she's HIV positive and she wants to prove that she can do things. Meanwhile, Melissa B. Fierce tells us she was attacked as a younger person and wants to show that she can fight. That was her big contribution. Yeah, and also she goes, "I I have this being put in this." FYI, the the mud pit was just. Dis- I mean, it was disgusting. Just the smells alone. I mean, just the idea of what what it would smell. I have a thing where I just always imagine what something smells like and tastes like, and I just like wanted to throw up. Just watching that manservant slash assistant vice principal rake the mud, <laughs> like just yeah. was like, oh, I just wanted to run away. But um, but I still I want to get back because you know Lori just today I released the season one episode and everyone who's listening should know if you're just listening later between season one between episode one and episode two it's been eight months. Yes. <laughs> Which you know what's funny is you promoted my show the Bloody Mary podcast with Marie and Lori. Uh-huh. I that is almost to the date exactly how what what happened with our episode we recorded an episode mm-hmm. and then it took us like eight months to a year to record another episode yeah we're i think it's actually been six months but it's we're, we're halfway through a year since we recorded episode one and episode two but um in that episode i don't know if you've heard it is that i talk about how when you you and i would watch how clean is your house and you would be afraid of drinking the water yeah so we know well, about yeah, your fear. Because it's of, disgusting. And so I would always imagine. But I still want to you know why, say, why would you have this uncontrollable urge to drink the water? It's like it's not like a re- realistic thing. It's like it's like if it were to happen. That's the thing. It's like I know that it's not going to. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I have this thought of like if it were to, what? how would I feel? You know, like what would that be like? Yeah. So... That's that's why. But anyway, um anyway, Melissa B. Fierce was deemed the winner and was no longer up for elimination. That leaves Ursula, Frankie, and Sochi still up for extermination. What okay, so uh, Oh sorry. I meant to say for the Melissa B. Fierce thing, when she was talking about her fight, she goes she said that she had PTSD or flashbacks from yeah. her thing and from having to fight Sochi Mochi and it was like, Did she fight did she get punked in a in a bath <laughs> inflatable pool with mud? Like, is that what happened or I don't know. I felt like she was just desperately. I feel like you could she they can see each other's uh, testimonials because it's like she saw Sochi Mochi's and was just like, I just I need to top it. Let me ask you this question. Cause, you know, uh, um, female mud wrestling is a big thing among the straight. So does this turn you on as a lesbo? No, I mean, uh, everything you know about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would you think it would turn me on? 
Yeah, just it, it's just like it's just gross. It's just not appealing to me whatsoever. Yet you want to drink someone's period blood? I do not. No, stop spreading that rumor. I do not. I do not want to do that at all, ever. Not in a million years. Okay, so did you think? So then, right after the the challenge, the Boulay brothers come back in and they say Melissa B. Fierce was the winner. Do you agree that she was the winner of the whole thing? I think so. I think. I mean. Her when she uh, uh, like went out, she went at balls to wall in the, in the mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Sochi Mochi kind of stepped up because Melissa B. Fierce was kind of went crazy. Yeah, but I think so- Sochi Mochi kind of expected it to be like with Ursula with the two fat ones, where it was just going to be like you know, kind of light petting mm-hmm. on the ground while they're like, you know. Well, yeah, Ursula and head. Frankie was just like, it was kind of reminding me of what you were talking about with the Boulay brothers at the beginning of the show, where it was that like that fighting where they don't really want to hurt each other. No, and they just like, you know, they were trying, so, like one of them tried to throw the wig at the other one. So yeah. they they were trying to like rub, rub against each other yeah. more than fight each other. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was just a weird... It was just, but then I think when Melissa B. Fierce came out, she like kind of started clawing. Although I, w- one thing that I thought was interesting was the the test was the, uh, when Zochimochi was talking about the fighting. She said, "I lost a contact in the first take," so yeah. that makes me think that there were more than one takes. Oh uh, yeah, but, but yeah, well, you know, there was the rounds. They had there was round one, round two, round three. So they probably got like a break or something. Or well, they didn't have a third round, did they? Oh, maybe they only they had just... two rounds. Maybe they did. I don't know. But um, so she said she lost her, and then uh, oh shoot, I was gonna say something else, but I forgot. But yeah, I thought, I thought she deserved to win. I I also thought it was a little funny that she was still trying to keep to her kitty thing when she was do when they were doing the, which I think were obviously ADR commentary. But when she's like, I'm gonna scratch her eyes out like a cat or some random like. Thing, and it's just like okay good job melissa like way to try so all right uh do you have anything else to say about this episode before we go to the extermination have we missed everything have you have all your notes been said i mean i probably will forget something but i i i feel overall i actually liked this episode a lot better even though i felt like it had uh some definite flaws to it mm-hmm. i feel like um I can see where it's headed. Whereas I think in the first episode, I didn't really see where it was heading, you know, Mm -hmm. but, and then, um, one of the things I'm really happy about with this third episode is I see that we're getting out of the whole, uh, short, you know, runway thing. Cause I think that that's kind of becoming dry. So I'm looking forward to like them doing new kind Mm of, uh, uh, which, um, competitions i guess mm-hmm. so i think it'll be interesting and be fun but yeah i i like it i i i thought in the beginning i thought i was going to kind of have to put on a brave face mm-hmm. but i actually enjoyed this episode i just think that like once certain people are gone mm-hmm. it, i think it'll elevate the competition a little bit so all right uh well let's go to the extermination while relieving herself in the restroom ursula major yeah. is attacked by an unseen figure that forces her head into the toilet until Ursula Major drowns. Uh, oh, what that's think about- what she was doing? Yeah, she was, she was flushing the toilet and pulling her head down in the toilet. Wait, but who who was who killed her? 
I, they never say, but they always imply it's the Boulé brothers. Well, actually, now they don't imply because that opening scene, they actually say you're the one that wanted to uh, yeah, burn her at the stake. the other one, they wanted to do battery acid. Yeah. But um, no, but what's her fate? Ursula was, was relieving herself? Yeah, she was peeing in the bathroom. But standing up, peeing standing oh, up. Oh, I thought she was like tied up in the bathroom. No. Because no, the way that it looked, her hands looked like she, her hands had been tied. Yeah, she was tied to her penis when she was peeing in the toilet. Stand, and the joke is, you know, she's just as a woman, she's peeing standing up. Which, as we learned in the last oh, episode, okay. you do. Well, women do? No, you do. You, in the last episode, you said you pee standing up. Yeah, I've done it before. I mean, I don't do it all the time, but mm. I've done it before. You just kind of have to like go based off of the confidence, how confident you are that you're you're going to be able to, you know, get the right, get it in the toilet. So. I don't even know what to say. That. Now, Lori, you have a podcast called the Bloody Mary podcast with your friend Maria that you do, right? Yeah, it's called the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. And we do, we say Maria and Lori because there's another podcast called the Bloody Mary podcast. Um, so we are different than them. Now, so. let me ask you this question. When is the episode I recorded with you coming out? Um, we are going to try and get it out this Monday, if not oh, wow. by next Monday. So. Oh, wow. All right. So coming soon. It's just that I am currently in college and I work two jobs. And Maria it has – she performs almost every other night and she works a bunch of jobs. So it's just hard for us to get, like, find time to edit. But, I mean – well, That's but just, really you know, most people are going to be hearing this in the future. So everyone should know she's talking about it's either going to come out Monday, October 15th or Monday, October 22nd, 2018. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of those two days. So, ba- so should, I'll, I'll if you're, listening, you know if you're sure. listening to this not live, you should go check it. Go check out the iTunes feed. Well, you should check out the iTunes feed anyway for the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria yeah. and Lori. But check yeah. it out. It's about terrible women in history. Basically, we just wanted to like showcase that women are terrible too you know in different ways sometimes in similar ways um but yeah we talk about a lot of stuff we talk about uh the we could talk about the episode we did the episode we did was about a russian thief yeah so named the golden hand wasn't it yeah the golden hand um so you know i think that you know it's just interesting also it's like not 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 to sound too stupid, but I when I did it, I, I honestly thought, oh, this will be like a fun, short podcast to do. But no, it's like women in, have been terrible all throughout history. <laughs> you know, like we're just as evil as men, just, you know, in different ways. So it's just interesting to me. But yeah. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next week. Or next time, as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct Dragula Season 1. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, do it with me, Lori. So long, uglies. Can you do it? Yeah, you try it. So long, uglies. Oh, that's what it is. So long, uglies. (laughs) You know what? You do a pretty good one, too. Let's do it together. Ready? Three, two, one. So So long, long, uglies. Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I. 
R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. If you haven't already, you can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The Dragula Recap Show is an Afterthought Media production. <laughs>